Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Swim podcast. Swim podcast. How's it going? Welcome to Swim Podcast episode number five. Uh, I realise it's been a little bit delayed and I apologise for that, but it's been Easter holidays and that. And I, like everybody, I've been celebrating the rebirth of the Demiurge in a traditional way by just eating shit loads of chocolate and uh, feeling ill. Um, so yeah, so I apologise, but uh, life is, you know, I've been busy and whatnot. And I've also been painting a lot as well, which ties in nicely with this episode of Someone Who Isn't Me because the guest on this one is John Baisley from Baroness and every time Baroness has put out an album uh, John and also Pete from the band generally come into Radio 1 or we talk on the phone and we discuss the new album and and I basically try not to gush too much about how much I, I love their band so when they were in London recently they were touring in support of their amazing album Purple which you should own by now and they headlined Coco in Camden. And whilst they were there, I caught up with John and took it the opportunity to discuss the other thing which he's well known for, which is his artwork. He's an incredible artist. Well, I'm pretty positive you will have seen his work adorning album sleeves or T-shirt designs and whatnot for, and posters for bands like Cavell Attack, Black Tusk, Kylesa, Metallica... Um, all of Baroness's stuff as well, obviously. Anyway, so when I had a chance to speak to him, I thought we could sit down and just talk about art and making art and and why we do that, or more specifically, why he does that. And obviously, if you look at his work, as I have done over the years, there's a whole lexicon of symbolism that carries through his work, and I wanted to know a little bit more about that sort of stuff because... I have my own interpretation of what that might mean, but I just wanted sort of validation and clarification because I'm uh, a nerd like that. So I hope you enjoy the chat. It's going to be about an hour of us talking about art, which will hopefully become a more regular thing as I do more and more podcasts with other people. So this is John Baisley of Baroness. Enjoy. We've spoken a ton of times about the band mm-hmm. at various points in in the trajectory of the band. So, uh, and then last time we we met, you were saying about doing, maybe doing something where we talk about art. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't always, I don't always remember what I say. Okay. To, to, no, to be honest, neither. but I, I exactly. You know, sometimes it's fun to get away from the uh, obvious questions. Yeah, I would like to talk about that because, aside from the band, you're obviously well known for your for your art. And I think I think it's really interesting that you're one of the few people that that has a career that's su- successful and is instantly recognisable within both fields, with art and music. 
Yeah, that's a surprise to me as well, actually. It, but it, it it's it's true. You know, I can feel true. Yeah. I can I can <laughs> I can hear your band, and I would instantly know it was your band. I can see your artwork. I could see a piece of artwork. Someone would show me it, and I feel that I would know instantly that it was your artwork. Well, that's that, which that, is an that's achievement, a, which is a, a huge y- achievement. Yeah, I would consider that a compliment uh, because I think it's. Uh, I think that the trick is achieving that without intending that. You know? Yeah, of course, because Every, I mean, I think it would be. For for everybody you, you'd want recognizability and and uh you know you you want to think that what you're doing has some element of uniqueness to it or something personal that is recognizable or relatable or elicits an, uh, a reaction it seems to me you know very logical that if that thing that elicits an emotion from a, a listener viewer reader what have you uh is something that, that that comes from recognition, you know, like from that thing that is recognizable, from that you know that that idiosyncrasy that uh, is the difference between the way two musicians play the same note or piece of music, yeah. or in the way that the same you know two painters would make the same mark or paint the same image, uh, you know, and maybe even try to do it in the same very much the same way, but. There are subtle differences, differences that, that, that occur because our, you know, our bodies respond to our neural impulses and in our own ways. That's, you yeah. know, that's where we are, snowflakes. I agree. And I, and I think at the end of the day, whatever form of art you're making, be it a visual art or, or music or, as you said, writing, that should be a, for, a true and honest form of expression so that so that people, it, it does become a signature. Yeah. Know, people, obviously. But, um, so I wanted to speak to you about the art stuff, essentially. Um, because, as I said, you're as recognisable for that as you are for the band, I think. So how, how did the whole thing start about? Because uh, I would imagine that it was much the same as me when you were growing up. Music and art were were in tandem, equal things for you. Is that the case? Yeah, definitely. You know, most certainly, the the impulse was always there to create. Yeah. Um, when I was very very young, uh, it w- it was you know primarily visual stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, paints, pencils, you know, all that stuff. And m- my parents were very encouraging of that. They both had uh, you know backgrounds in or art history or they were versed in the arts so yeah yeah uh, you know to to a certain degree like that you know maybe you know in the u.s the way that you can minor in something yeah uh so my mother uh she had a great interest in art history i was exposed to all of the great mid-atlantic museums when i was young that's awesome uh and i would take you know i took life drawing classes at a very young age Hmm. and or, or, you know, I, w- I attended life drawing sessions, uh, and I didn't really t- receive any formal training as such. You know, maybe a couple times I would, you know, find myself with, you know, a painter who would just show me some techniques or whatever. But that was always there, and that was always accessible and easy, the, you know, tactile, visual stuff. Music was, a, it came slightly after. Mm. I think the impulse was the same. Uh, and the road to getting there was, was you know, simply that my, uh, you know, my mother would 
when I was young, she would just give me opportunities. Uh, in other words, she bought a, what must have been a you know ten dollar guitar. Mm. Uh, it certainly didn't have all the strings on it, and she just gave it to me and left it in my room, figuring if I was going to be inclined to play music, there's an instrument for you know there's at my disposal. Yeah, uh, and you know I monkey around with it, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't quite as simple and effortless as doing you know making visual things was for me but then teenage years happened and uh, this was in the early 90s and I you know I discovered punk and hardcore and you know sort of the less well-known and more artistic sides of music uh, for me at that time you know probably through Nirvana Hmm. uh, and Sonic Youth and that that big boom in the early 90s yeah Um, and you know I, I was playing guitar and I didn't really have a direction with it but when, when I saw those bands I realized that you don't really need to know anything yeah. in order to make noise and you know potentially that noise is music uh, so it music for me has always been a bit more work because there's a lot more technical practice that you need in order to, to create something compelling yeah. by you know by the methods that I use uh, whereas with art, you know, you can do that when, you know, I could always do that when I was in middle school and high school. I would just sit there and draw during class if the lesson was boring. You couldn't really sit there and practice scales or, or <laughs> you know, yeah. or, or, learn, or learn anything. And, you know, and for, furthermore, music's a little bit more math. There's a little bit more math involved. Yeah. So there's a theory aspect that you have to wrestle with in order to make something pleasant immediately whereas with uh you know mark making and you know uh sculpture and and just you know building things it's very immediate Mm -hmm. uh you can just you know all you need really is an implement and a a flat surface and theoretically you can make something yeah you know that's why that's why kids draw of course you know they don't they don't all immediately start making music uh so but i i'd say by the by my 20s i i had both skills as uh, you know they were huge passions of mine I assumed at the you know in in my late teens and early 20s that I'd be more artistically you know more fine art inclined it's always been surprising to me that I ended up playing in a band and that that band lasted Um, but I think that's just because me and the rest of us we just won't quit you know more than anything else yeah I think it's interesting as well that there that you had like that that nurturing environment because it seems like I remember when I was a kid it was always like when I was at school especially they were the two passions for me as well and and I was told none of them were neither of those things are viable things oh, to, I was, to I make was a living definitely told that I yeah. mean that 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 is I not only was I told that but that's true they're not they're, <laughs> true, they're not re- they really are they really yeah. aren't viable <laughs> options uh you know if, if yeah. you if you if you've got uh you know like any other legitimate vocational skill you you have Run with it. security and uh you know you'll you can get a job that has yeah you know hours and vacations and benefits and all that and you know uh, when I when it was clear to my parents that I wasn't interested in pursuing uh, liberal arts as a focus, hmm. uh, where I had some, you know, I had some aptitude with, or I had I had aptitude with them, they, I mean, they were very they were very nurturing. I'll never say that they weren't, 
but I think there was always that question in the back of their minds as to how somebody like me was going to exist in an artistic capacity and sustain themselves. Yeah. Um, this fear that you would never move out of the house, essentially. Yeah, or <laughs> just that, <clears throat> you know, that, that, that there's, there's a million uh, windfalls in your way, you yeah. know, and being, you know, wired the way that I am. It's, it's a particularly good environment to, you know, be a slacker or a burnout or to, you know, fall prey to any one of the numerous, you know, tabloid-worthy things that, that, that are out there. Yeah. Um, so, but it's you been in, re you know, it's been maybe in, the, I wouldn't say in recent years, but for the first few years that Baroness existed and that I was making art in the way that I was, I think it was confusing to everybody uh, that I somehow was surviving and, you know, that, that things can continued and I didn't stop. Yeah. But it's just, you know, like I've, like I've said, you know, to any, basically anybody that asked me, the only reason that I'm here now, and the only reason that we're having this conversation is I just didn't stop. Yeah. That was, you know, there's been more opportunities to stop than there have been to move forward. It's just that I ignore the, you know, I ignore the universe telling me now's the time to slow down. I take that as more of a challenge than anything else. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with both these um, passions and, and vocations is, is that they're also compulsions. Oh yes, that they're that compulsions, and I'm abs you know, there's no doubt about it. I, I'm a compulsive person. Yeah, they are. I, I think that when they become all encompassing, and you're you're just driven by these things, and it and it, it and it can be tough. It can be tough, and it and, I, I and it gets unhealthy. You know, yeah, sometimes very very unhealthy. Yeah, and I totally agree. I'm I'm not. I, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure it's a lifelong process to figure out how to keep. Uh, you know. W the normal health of my particular species intact while also addressing and, you know, uh, operating under the impulse of my compulsions. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a funny thing because I, I find both of those, art, I find art more so actually, but that it's, um, it's one of those things where time becomes totally elastic and, and you become so engrossed in something and so lost in a piece, or you can do, mm -hmm. that all of a sudden it's early evening, late evening, three in the morning. Next week. Yeah, exactly. And it's... It, there's, no, there's, no, there's no predictable timeline to say, you know, when you've started at a specific time, there's no finite answer to when you're done. Of course. You're done when you're done when you either have to walk away yeah. for whatever reason or you rare you know reach that rare moment where you, you actually consider it finished yeah well that's the thing and that's when when you realize that it's it that it's a very meditative thing i think yes find it and that it, way well yeah because yes uh without in those periods of my life when i haven't had that outlet uh and there's only been a couple I really fall to pieces, yeah. uh, and I'm, it's not. It's 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 awful. It's awful for the people around me. It's you know. It's personally, it's tough to suffer underneath the that as the weight of that as well. So it's important. It's an it's an important part of my daily diet. Uh, 
occasionally becomes the entirety of my daily diet. Mm. And that's when, you know, that's when things, that's when things get a little rocky, you know, if there's, if there is no balance and I tend, you know, I tend not to be entirely balanced. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, this, this particular, you know, making, making art is, it, it is, it, the time is uh, elastic, I guess. Um, it's all, it also feels so much more important when you're, ma- you know, when I'm, when I'm making something, when I'm creating something, the time feels, in, I don't know, it's, it's hard to articulate, but it feels so important that if it's working well, I, I won't stop because when, you know, occasionally or you know, very often when you take a break in the midst of something yeah. that's working and you get back to it, you're not where you left yeah. uh, mentally or uh, technically. You're just somewhere else. Uh, and it, it's like if I, had, if I hadn't taken that break, I would have worked through this and you know, maybe gotten a little bit further down the road. Now I have to you know, reconfigure everything and get back into this particular world that I'm, yeah. you know, that I'm creating or inhabiting. Well, I, it's, it's funny, like, the, the the first one of these podcasts that I did was with um, Chino, as I said. Yeah. And we were talking about that, and I I very much, and uh, um, I very much hold it that when, when you are making art or music, uh, when you're being creative, you're very much communing with things, and I think that you're almost channeling something. And I, that's that's how I would interpret what you're saying. But I know that that can sound a little. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I understand. You know, I, I understand that there there is a por- there are a portion of artists who who feel you know, and it's a, it's a, it's very it's it's a often said thing that you know I'm not really playing the music; it's just kind of coming through me. And I know that feeling. I don't. I just don't think that any of us really have the the particular language that that we need to convey what that is. Yeah, of course. I don't, For I don't. some people, it, 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 it can be uh, categorized as a spiritual thing. Yeah. For some people, it can be categorized as a compulsive thing. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, just a ne- like a necessary act as breathing, as sleeping, as eating. Um, I think it's, you know, maybe a bit of everything. Yeah. But the simple fact remains that it's a, there's an impulse and if you don't act on the impulse, it, if you know, if you're like me, and I assume, assume you're the same way, it, it, it can sort of eat at you that, that you're yeah. not acting on this impulse, which you can you as the artist consider important, and you know as a valid form of expression. Very often for me, it's, it's a way to keep the, I don't know. I don't really have a good word for it, but you know, maybe keep the dogs at bay. Yeah. Um, and that's also critical. But I don't make music to you know to keep myself sane. I don't make art to keep myself sane. I just know that when I'm when I'm making art, I feel a little bit more leveled out. I may not look it and I may not act it, but when I'm not, when that act has been removed or you know by injuries or yeah, you know, a, a conscious decision that then I get really manic and I get, and you know, things do spiral out of control. So whatever it is, whether whether it's channeling or, or leveling off, it's necessary. You know, it's, it's not something I can avoid. Yeah. Did you, you, you had formal art training, right? You went to college and I did. I went, I went to uh, the Rhode Island school of design for three years. 
I would say that the, <laughs> I hesitate to say that it was formal art training uh, because that school in particular at the time appealed to me because they weren't as concerned with the technical aspect of, of creating art or the commercial aspect of creating art as they were with the self-expression uh, and pushing that self-expression to its, you know, to, to its absolute extreme. Hmm. And that, that bit of, that's really what stuck with me through that. Because the rest of it, you know, I guess the rest of the, of the schooling was just time spent, which is important. Yeah. As, a, you know, as any craftsman, as any artist, as any musician or, or anybody who has a skill, you need the requisite, you know, 10,000 hours or, you know, however they put it, before you've crossed the threshold and you're now capable of making something, you know, that, that exhibits that uniqueness. Yeah. So, you know, the, to say formal training, it, it's just like, you know, it's boot camp in a way. Yeah. Well, you've got it, you know, class is eight hours. You're going to be doing this thing that you already naturally do for eight hours or what have you. And it, whether or not there's somebody looking over your shoulder or you're doing it independently, sort of immaterial. So, you know, I guess in a way you're just kind of paying somebody to make you do that. Yeah. Uh, however, the philosophy... That, that overrode that was what was I think more important and more critical to me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how it was for me as well. It was more immersive than instructional. I think rather it was like, as you said, it's like you have to be here at this time and you have to be doing this. Yeah, and 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 to be surrounded with like-minded people, I think makes it makes a huge difference. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean that 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 again and, and most you know most students who have gone through uh, you know through an art school will say will say that will go to that immediately like yeah. the the uh, the act of being surrounded by people with similar drives who are uh, you know have similar interests or similar techniques or similar similar outlooks or philosophies that's important because then then the dialogue becomes very specific and very yeah. fine-tuned and you you're really pushing the important uh, idiosyncratic parts of what you do further because you know that it's the healthy competition and yeah. inspiration of other people you know the, the busy bees working around you yeah and and was it out of um coming out of that that was when you decided that you wanted to start doing like commission work and doing and doing like the stuff that you've become quite known for on a visual front for like album sleeves and stuff like that or was that was that a necessity because of because of playing in bands yeah, yeah well my my initial well the so it's sort of the opposite i i really never wanted to take commissioned work yeah the idea of being you know the you know i i basically articulated you know internally that i would draw you know kind of a mental line in the sand and and on one side of that line there are designers on the other side of the line there are artists yeah uh you know much this you know it's in music, I'll say like, there's craftsmen or technicians, and then there's artists. Yeah. And you know, in between the two, there's a, there's a happy medium where you know where you can, where that that I found and I stumbled into. Uh, that you know, it was just sort of natural. Uh, you know, when I I, I dropped out of school for fairly specific reasons. Uh, you know, to really I needed to clean myself up and get straightened out so I stopped making mm. and I painted houses for a little while and 
it was during that time period that um, I started playing music with a little bit more gusto and with a you know with a little bit more information and history and uh, you know I was I'd moved back to the country and you know it was Pete uh, and Summer and Alan and I who were you know uh, all members of Baroness at one point or another mm. uh, and we ha you know we were just jamming and sort of figuring out how we could blend the you know the melody that we liked in metal and the energy that we liked in punk and try to come up with something that you know was sort of a split the difference between the two mm. you know our own version you know insulated version of cross crossover at, at that time you know it wasn't anything particularly uh groundbreaking but we also weren't you know this is this is in rural southwestern virginia there weren't shows to see there wasn't a scene we were just doing what we wanted to do and it was it was very fun very exciting very cool uh after that i moved down to savannah georgia and that's when we started baroness and the necessity once you've recorded anything is that you have to have a visual yeah. aesthetic that that meets with that which is you know which as you touched on earlier has always been i've always recognized that you know in bands like pink floyd especially yeah. that there's if you synchronize the visual with the audio or oral uh you can add you know there's an there's an additive element you know there's a sum that's greater than either one of the two individually yeah uh, so I just thought, well, Baroness can be for everybody involved that outlet where we can, you know, we, we, we can, be, we're obviously musicians first and foremost, hmm. uh, and we're writing music and touring. But since I'm an artist, I also ha now I have a place to relay some of the, some of the same themes or just, you know, an outlet for art. And, you know, through touring in the DIY and punk circuit for, for several years, we, we met people. Uh, and m many musicians who didn't have an artist within their band, and I just started off really doing work for free, just because yeah. I I wanted to be part of whatever they were doing. I liked I liked the scene at the time so much that, you know, initially I just did T-shirt designs or albums or whatever, and eventually eventually I, I learned that if I was going to stop working, you know, you know, a quote unquote straight job, which I was only doing just to pay rent and bills, that um, I would have to accept a fee for the, for the artwork. Uh, but, you know, in truth, I've always tried to keep those fees incredibly low because I know that the difficulties that musicians have. Yeah. And I know, you know, I know how a record budget works. And I know that um, very often the art budget is low. But it's important, you know, it's, it's a very important feature of a record. 100%. The, totally the album agree. cover. Yeah. And, I, you know, the way I'll put it is if I spat out five famous records to you, the first thing you would that would pop in your mind. So I say, never mind, you think baby in the pool. Yeah. I say dark side of the moon, you think prism and rainbow. You know, those, it's, it's the image that comes first and then, you're, then you, can, you can sort of hear the music after that. Yeah. But that's, or at least that's the way it is for me. Yeah. So if that's so, that's, that is such an important aspect of, of releasing a record. Uh, and it can, be, it, it can be another, you know, another element to the album that is, you know, really satisfying. Um, and once I, you know, once I had sort of gotten into the, the game of working with labels to, you know, essentially ignore them and listen to the bands and try to, try to, you know, try to take the music that I would hear and the lyrics that I would read and my 
vantage point as a as a fan uh, and a listener, but also as an artist and somebody who understood the aesthetics, that I could potentially give them something that would be that would stand outside the norm, it, you know, in the best case circumstance. And if I really, you know, my my initial intent was really to kind of push back against what was predominantly the imagery of the time, uh, which I thought was almost devaluing the the weight of the music of, of the music in a lot of the bands where there's yeah. this like set lexicon of images that are presented in a very particular way repetitively to the point where they don't the you know the the actual meaning sort of gets dissolved or uh you know it, it sort of loses its impact and i know that at our at our core in this group of you know this this scene that was happening at the time we're really dissatisfied with what's happening in pop culture. We're really dissatisfied with the way things have to be. So it seemed obvious to me that the 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 outlook that should be, vis- you know, visually speaking, well, let's let's push back. Hmm. Let's show that if the you know if if the normal vocabulary, visually speaking, involves X, Y, and Z images, is there a way to configure those in a way? that offers an alternative hmm. you know so if if you're in playing in a loud aggressive band and the the imagery at the time is you know sort of macho and you know you know has a lot of you know kind of testosterone built into it well maybe if we flip that around and maybe made it a little bit more for lack of a better term feminine or hmm. if we de-emphasized the gender disparity and what and, you know in, in the actual scene that we were part of yeah so the anima comes through way more yeah 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 and and there were you know there were a couple bands in particular who really were keen on that idea and i think the first you know, i mean baroness being one of them but that was a different you know it's a different story because i'm part of that but you know pig destroyer really for me was uh, the the album phantom limb that i did was the first opportunity that i had to take this ex- very very extreme music that had a very different sort of angle or overarching philosophy hmm. and try to use you know the imagery that was engaging to me at the time like the female form uh, you know the natural world and and so on and so forth and present that in a way that wasn't too too much of a blunt object yeah you know what I mean that there, there were nuances and in fact the message was quite the opposite uh, from what you would you know typically expect yeah well that that's that's one thing that i one of the things that i love about your work is is that and that's what makes it so uh visually um individual and and straight away like i said that you know it's yours because you there are certain themes that seem to carry through where where there'll be like often there'll be these female forms and then there'll be like um flora and fauna totally intermingled with it and yeah I, and i and there seems to be, I'm I'm curious as to as to what a lot of the stu- the symbolism is. Like I, I would happily get into it specifically, but yeah. I don't know if you'd want to speak about that because I I think I look at the work and and I can see that it's you haven't just gone, well this will look cool. Yeah. There's there's way more to it, and I, and I think and I've read some stuff in the past about you saying that uh, about about some of the the, the things that that you include in the work. Um, like there's a lot of mythology and there's a lot of yes. a lot of Campbell as well in the sense that, it, that there's this the intermingling of mythology that yeah that, that that there are 
only a few stories, but just told from different perspectives within different cultures. Right. And and I think that in, 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 as soon as you tap into them in a Jungian sense, then you those themes, which are then at this point archetypes. Yeah. If you can illustrate them, it imbues. Not only does it fi- feel right to to make art using those things. Right. It also imbues them with an entire history and mythology and 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 weight. Right. Something that that's beyond any one particular culture. Yeah. Any one particular time period, or you know, something that's more deep, uh, something that is deeper and more uh, quintessentially human in species. Yeah. You know, something something that we've been hardwired with at a genetic level and yeah. we can't we still can't make sense of it no philosopher or scientist or theol theologian theologian excuse me uh has quite proved one one thing to be correct and the others to be incorrect yeah there's no science there's no way to apply science to this yeah um uh, or perhaps there is, and we're just not advanced enough to get there yet. But yeah, yeah, yeah as as you said, basically covered it all. But uh, as a as an uh, you know as an individual, I am personally compelled to gravitate towards a certain set of images with a you know perhaps with a certain style, perhaps with you know a certain flair, um, and those are important on an Im- a superficial but necessary level yeah meaning i i, I don't know i i you know I just from a gut perspective they i, 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 I like you. i like to draw and paint things that exist in reality recognizable images uh i've you know this is probably just because when i was young i did uh you know i did uh take part in life drawing classes i like I like drawing and painting humans. Hmm. Uh, that's just, it's just simple. I can't, I can't avoid that fact. And I've tried to avoid that fact. I've wrestled with that fact. Yeah. Uh, you know, furthermore, it's not particularly in vogue right now to make figurative art. Yeah. So my challenge, if I'm to consider what I do, art is to... It is. But carry on. Yeah. Is to rationalize making figurative art and considering it art as opposed to illustration as opposed to design Um, the unfortunate thing internally is that there is quite a bit of um, window dressing that just looks you know that uh, that I can admit looks good you know Mm. and does have kind of like you know the instant appeal that requires no sense of history, no cultural context or, or whatever. It's not it's it's not it's unnecessary. You know, on on that very first least important level to me, it's eye catching. Yeah. Okay. But, but there, there, there's nothing to be there's there's no there's nothing wrong with ornamentation and aesthetic judgment though. As long as it's tied in yeah. with something and of substance. Yes. And you know there are there are these brilliant people out there who are able to express in five minutes what takes me five months to finish. Yeah. And I'm jealous of them. Yeah. But I'm I've gotten to the point in my life where I'm comfortable, you know, underst- with the with the understanding that 
I make things a certain way. Yeah. It's time consuming. It you know it's it's borderline unhealthy and obsessive. Um, well, it's probably not borderline. It's it's unhealthy and obsessive. But the way I've rationalized it, or the way I've come to understand it, is you know is through reading the hero's journey. Yeah. And by studying Jung uh, and sort of seeing things from a st- from the standpoint that I'm not just making this now, I'm making this on the backs of every other image maker in history. Mm. And I'm, a, you know, I'm just a drop in that ocean. Okay, then that's fine. Now, n- understanding that, that, like, in the grand sense of things, like, I'm nobody, then I can try to be somebody. Mm. And I can feel, I'm confident, and I feel... I feel fine with my ambitions uh, to create things the way that I do, and so therefore, with you know, with those things in mind, and it's it, it you know, those things have to. I had to realize all of these things first. I've come to see that the, the image, you know, it's it is immaterial that it's it's women and flora and fauna in to to a certain degree, because I also because I also think that expression happens on a level that doesn't require an image. Uh, as I said before, I'm, I'm jealous of Anselm Kiefer and Rothko and yeah. Pollock because th- they can just express this immediately intense, nuanced emotion with uh, without all of the studying and history and uh, compulsive layout and note-taking and all that. But that's important to me. The note-taking is important to me. Yeah, but it wasn't Pollock. His, like the whole field painting that he did was a reaction to having gone through Jungian therapy as I understand it actually. Oh I'm th- you you may have you may have which just is interesting head, but yeah. no 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 because then it's I mean we all well, well the thing the, 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 the difficult thing as artists is we all have we you know whatever Everybody whatever our medium is we yeah. have to we have to once we once we've done something repetitively enough times and we get on that the the edge of boredom, which is effectively the death of your heart. Mm. You have to look at it from a different perspective. You have to step back, not not as a viewer, but as a person who's part of a species and a huge history. Mm. And for you know, for me, like part of the fun has been that I've been able to intellectualize uh, in a way that doesn't I don't think it requires definitive explanation I can do that Hmm. um, when I remember what those explanations are but being you know the the mythological context and the uh, the religious context and the um, historical and cultural context that I use I use because I've you know, I learned that when I was young. It was mm-hmm. an inter- It was a, it's an it's an interest of mine. Yeah. Um, so. I think it's appropriate and necessary at this time in our in our shared history to take disparate cultures and disparate mythologies and rec- you know recognize the similarities, and then for me to bend them and twist them to my will, so that I'm using something that has contact that you would recognize one con- in in one context and that somebody from a you know maybe a different part of the world would see uh, from an entirely different perspective and you can both simultaneously be right in mm. recognizing the symbols 
but equally be wrong in thinking that they're used in a certain way because I like to just use those stories that are familiar to me that that you yeah. know that have become part of part of my mind and and uh, you know those those condensed archetypal stories and then just kind of push them in the direction that works yeah. uh, for the intent of the piece and there's sort of concept behind so, it so, so this is what I find interesting as well because if if I'm working on a commission I, I, I get if it's for an album cover I'll ask for the music first and foremost mm -hmm. then I'll ask for all the titles then I'll ask for all the lyrics so yeah. I can sit and read them and then what I do which I imagine is is what you're saying as well is then applying the things that you already want to say perhaps right. or and and refer to the things that you want when you see that how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Glimpse within what you're given. Yeah, and, and is that that's right? A, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Like, like in the same way that we could all watch this we could all you know we could all watch one particular movie yeah. and take away from it what we want to take away from it because yeah. we want to in at different points in our lives depending on what we're going through depending on our experience and you know the way we see things we pull what we want from from art we mm. pull what we want from life uh you know if we want to if we want to see something as a tragedy we'll find ways to make it tragic if we want to see it as a comedy we'll find ways to make it comic mm. So, you know, understanding, having an understanding of that and a willingness not to care too much whether or not it's viewed by other people as one or the other, then you just mess with it, you know? Yeah. You've, you know, I'm going, you know, uh, you're, you're right. I have, an, I have an agenda before, uh, you know, I've done any commissioned work. And... I am not going to stray from my agenda, and yeah. I'm pretty clear about that. And how, like, do you, how do you sell that then? When somebody, I sell it, I sell it when when someone comes to you and goes, "We love your artwork, and we'd like you to do the artwork for our next album." You're like, "Okay, good, that's it then." Yeah, because you've said the first thing that yeah, matters. Yes, and you didn't 
mention the finances. So yeah. I understand. So your intentions seem to be pure. Yeah. Okay, now here's the hard part. I'm not going to do what you want. I'm going to give you two opportunities to to yay or nay what's happening. At what point is that? Uh, well, I do. A, I'll do a sketch. Preliminary sketching. Yeah, I'll do. A, yeah. I'll do a, a sketch. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you're comfortable with the sketch, it it will deviate, but not, you know, within reason. Yeah. And here's the finished piece. Are you happy? Um, but other than that, the more art direction you give me, the less likely I am to stick to that because I will almost, and uh, in an antagonistic way or a willfully indignant way, I'll almost ignore that. Yeah. Uh, you know, specifically ignore that because I don't. I don't. I don't think that's the point. If you knew exactly what you wanted, then you don't need me. You need yeah. somebody else. Um, and and the other thing is as well, it's it's almost like well, you've just said you like my artwork. Yeah. So let me do that then. Yeah, and I'll, and and, we'll, and also and I'll apply that for you. Yeah. Don't tell me how because then yeah. But I, of course I don't I don't like this this now I now it sounds like I'm being kind of like no because like I like, d- like kind of like maybe overly direct. I'm just saying yeah, look fuck this you guys this is the, this is the way it is on you know for better or for worse. Of course. If you'd like something with a bit more control, I do ha- I you know I can easily point you in a number of directions. Uh, you know, for people who are, who are very skilled at doing exactly what you want. Yeah. Um, however, my intention is to give you something that will surprise you. Because you, you ch- the chances are, and I know this from experience, that we as musicians don't really know how other people are, view us. Hmm. We don't really have that much control over it, uh, unless we're writing pop music, and then we can really, you know, then we can really control it. But that's not what we do. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm going to give you my interpretation through my filter as a fan of yours, as somebody who respects what you've done and what you are doing. Hmm. And if that's enough to satisfy this project, I'm not working for you and you're not hiring me. We're working with each other and we're going to push a little bit because that's why we got into this type of music, right? You know, Hmm. broadly, we got into this, you know, more, you know, sort of obtuse or angular or aggressive or um, difficult music because we didn't want the pure pop, pure entertainment side of things. We wanted something that was a little more artistic or a little bit more creatively challenging, uh, challenging, you know. Um, I mean, creating artistically challenging music and artwork, it's, it's nearly impossible. But the act of trying is what you know is is really the important thing. And so, for me, it's, it's entirely a process thing. The process is so much more satisfying than the result, uh, every time. Yeah, of course, and I, and I think that's the beauty of it as well. If 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 somebody has looked at your artwork, they haven't gone, well, unless they're a nerd like myself, they won't sit and try and decipher every single element of it. They'll go, "That's an incredible piece of art." I appreciate it on this level yeah. and I now associate it with that band which is the yeah. other thing because it does seem that you um, you, you work with certain bands again yeah. you know and well, then, I, I mean that's that's just part of part of that is because it's it's fun to get into a narrative that doesn't just last exactly. once one once but you know furthermore I also still believe in the community you know hmm. uh, and the, the fact that we're 
you know, we're all going up and down at different rates, and you know, you see the same people on the way up as you do on the way down. Uh, you know, I want to ethically, I want to, I want to act out of the best interest for everybody. Um, and you know, to that end, I think I think we all have you know, we all have opportunities to help foster each other's projects, and being part of that, you know, I feel incredibly fortunate to be yeah. part of that. You know, in spite of or you know, in tandem with this this weird sort of anti pitch that I give, uh, it's you know, it's 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 nice to to work on projects where people will give you that that sort of freedom and leeway. Yeah, and and I think a beautiful thing is looking at your work and seeing um, things that I I will I mean I could I could well be wrong, but I'll I'll let, I'll see things that like a, will be a theme that will carry through, like you said, like a narrative arc. Yeah, I especially see that within Baroness. But then is that because because essentially what you're saying, you know, that you could view it that there's 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 two things when somebody's working as, a, as an artist and a commercial artist. You know, you could say, well, this is this is this is the work that, that pays the bills and this is my work. But but I see it that your work is very much it's all your work because of what you've just said. You yes. know, it's all personal work. But it does seem to me like would you. Would you? Um, are you most proud of the stuff that you do for your own band, or, it, or do you feel like you have even more freedom in that sense when you're working on a piece of artwork for Baroness? Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, no, no, I, I do. I will, I do have. You know, it, it does feel like more of a personal thing because the of course the three musicians yeah. that I'm doing this with, uh, you know, are you know they they have all made the music with me you know this mm. is this is our group effort so I, I understand it on a deeper level and can you know uh, you know honestly they like I'm very you know grateful to the rest of the guys in Baroness because they they don't ever they, they've really never you know stopped me from doing you know one thing or the other uh, which seems to have worked out I guess for the better for us but yeah I mean the story there is a little bit more intimate because it is a, that's a personal story mm. Um, and yes, furthermore, you're correct that when I'm working with other bands, I'm also, I think it would be impossible not to have my portion of the story in there because these bands are inviting me in and giving me a very, um, well, no, it's, it's that to have some, you know, to hire somebody or to work with somebody on, on an album is, is you're putting a lot of trust and faith in them. And I want to, yeah. want to be respectful of that. And, you know, part of that respect, uh, you know, when it works very well, means that I have some stake in the, you know, the success of the record or the, you know, the aesthetic of the record. Like, I, f I feel like they've, in, they've allowed me to come in and be part of, what, you know, something that, that is theirs. Yeah. Uh, but w f which I can, you know, I can actually be a part, legitimately a part of. Uh, so I think it's it's I think it's a it's necessary for me to imbue the the work with something personal because I'm listening to it as a, I'm listening to it responding as a fan as somebody yeah. who respects the music and the work that they've done um, but also I don't well, you know I don't want to look I'm, I'm my thought from day one has been that I never want to look I don't want to look back on anything that I've done and not see myself in it. 
you know yeah. I don't it's I've, I never consider it commercial work I know in reality it is but I don't consider it commercial the style that I work in happens to have commercial application yeah um, which is you know that's 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 a thing that I most recently wrestle with is the you know I'm I get a little bit more and more dissatisfied with the fact that there's commercialism with it with each ongoing year yeah. and the necessity that that exists with that but I try to navigate that as delicately as possible yeah and I, I think at, at the end of the day you can you can make that work that that sits outside of that totally as well yeah time permitting yeah I mean at the moment I imagine there's not that much time for that but that that world exists and is waiting to be explored. Yeah, and that's primarily where I'm moving towards now. And that, you know, you'll you'll notice that it seems like most of the projects that I've you know most of the album based projects that I've done in recent years have been with bands that I have a history with. Yeah, um, and I haven't. Well, you're you're mostly right that it's it's a it's a time based thing. I just don't. I simply don't have the time to take on anything new. Hmm. Uh, these days I'm sure it'll open up at some point or presumably it will and then hopefully you know the climate still exists where somebody like me can be relevant but uh, aside from that I'm starting to see things on a, a larger scale than this fo this particular format allows and uh, I've made some realizations in the past year or two that this that the scale I work at currently is limiting yeah and I can there are bolder things and you know more important things that I'm moving towards whether or not I can continue to keep them these two worlds intertwined is not really up to me but I like you said it's, it's just kind of feels like dumb luck that I was known for both yeah or that I am known for both would you I mean but then that will throw up the question that if you start making work on a and, and when you say scale, I'm presuming you mean... I mean physical scale. Yeah. yeah, physical scale of the actual pieces. So, like, how big do you work on stuff? I imagine just slightly... When, uh, I, when I work... When I, when I began working, yeah. the, the method that I used required that I um, would do a drawing and then a black and white, uh, like, drawing, you know, essentially the, the, the black ink part. Mm. And then I would have it... Uh, duplicated onto uh, the type of paper that I could paint on. Ah, okay. So it was like really fancy um, like G clay printing on watercolor paper. Okay. Because I couldn't, you know, at the time I, I didn't have the right to, I didn't know what tools to use on the type of paper that I would paint on okay. and get the quality of line work that I wanted. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Recently, you know, the past couple of years I've, I've figured out the, the tools okay. that work, you know, so that I can just make, you know, one thing, which has allowed me to start, you know, the size of the paper is the limit is the limitation. Yeah. Um, and, but then there's then there's the factor of shrinking it down to fit yeah. on an LP or a CD. Hmm. And when things get compressed past a certain point, they they lose the impact that that they need to have. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I agree. And I think and your work has such intricacy to it. Like, I'm of an age where, like, I would buy records and I would stare at them. And I would buy records that turned out to be garbage, but they had an amazing cover. But I bought them because of that oh, reason. Yeah. And I collect those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
so there's only so so that's ingrained in me that I that I consider that I will work at you know I found now I find that I could, I I'm obsessed with working in a square format right and it's always going to be around <clears throat> probably a, a little over a record cover size that it, yeah it's because, handy it's handy to do that yeah because a little like, bit of compression for an LP works wonders on the, you know it tightens everything up yeah and then you know, for those people that unfortunately have to buy CDs, you know, they get they get sort of the diluted version, and then mm. uh, you and know, then, iTunes is just you know, yeah, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah, you know, as I said, it, it's it's a funny one because it's like um, I did a thing recently for a band, and uh, and and I sent a preliminary sketch, and it was like okayed. So then mm-hmm. I did a I did a a painting, and I made the painting, you know. Like the sketch was probably like seven inch by seven inch. Right. Then I made the painting, and that was probably like t- it was quite. I mean, it was bigger than normal. It was probably like twenty three. Yeah, it was twenty three by twenty three. With with it in mind, it'll be shrunk down to a twelve mm-hmm. inch. Yeah. And then uh, and then I got a thing back saying, well, uh, we're going to use the the sketch for the front cover of the right for the vinyl. <laughs> And we're going to use the painting for the CD. I was like, "What?" Like, and the concept yeah. that you would blow up for a start. The sketch yeah. was it was it was garbage. It was just like, "Here's what I'm thinking. Here's the rough composition. Right? right? Here are the shapes. Yeah. This is the placement. If we're good, then I'll start working for days on a painting. Yeah. <laughs> and to then be told that this this <clears throat> sketch was going to get blown up." And the, the, the giant painting was going to get shrunk way down. It was just, I could not comprehend it. I was, so I'm, I'm really picky about that. So yeah. I imagine if you're working on, on, you're thinking initially that this is going to be a 12 inch, right? I'm, if, I'm if thinking commissioned. exclusively that it's going to be a 12 inch. Right. I don't care what a CD looks like. <laughs> and I don't care what Spotify looks like. Do you, but you must take that into consideration for a CD though, no? No, not really. No? Not anymore, no. I don't I think CDs are largely seen as disposable things. True. But I've I'm I've also done enough LP sized, you know, like larger larger format pieces that look great as LPs mm. and look good as CDs. Or I'm I feel comfortable that C D printing facilities are gonna get it more or less right. Yeah. And it still looks more or less good. But um So you will most people I mean these days most people are seeing on computer screens, yeah, or on like show flyers, or uh, you know the I don't know in the U.S. they're eleven by seventeen, you know the the mailers that get sent out to record stores and they, yeah. that's honestly that's that's where I see most artwork or at venues. Yeah. So it normally is you know like thankfully it's at a larger scale than than it felt like it was about ten years ago, yeah. where everything was really a CD you know size. Mm. Um, I don't think I've ever ha- I don't think I've ever really been dissatisfied with the CD version, you know, the CD compression. Hmm. Um, purple looks a little weird to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it may just be the discrepancy between the one printer that we uh, that we used for the LP and the one printer that we used for the CD, and I can just see that there's like there are different uh, yeah. color subtleties. Um, it's but but the loss of details kind of like eh, whatever, you know, like. It, it's going to happen. It's I an know inevitability, it. yeah. yeah. Yeah, the big the big important stuff is visible. Yeah. yeah I found it interesting as well that, um, like, uh, I remember speaking to, I think I spoke to Vida from um, Cavell Attack, 
and um and it was just before Mia came out right and um and I think the artwork had like it was like it was you know the artwork how these days there'll be like a reveal so and so's new album's coming out here's the artwork right which I was very keen to see right um and uh, and then when I saw him or saw them I, I don't know if it was at a gig or whether we were doing an interview whichever it was anyway I'd said to him about the artwork and he was like yeah we got this huge uh, almost like an essay from oh you. yeah I always send the essays out yeah that's great yeah t- well because then it's like I'm gonna do what I wanna do for your artwork but here's but here's everything yeah, here's that's what in I'm, here's what's yeah. going, here's what's you know because around the noodle which is great because yeah. uh, because on on the one hand somebody is getting something and it's almost a gift that they're like you know if they're a fan of your work they're like holy shit this is what this is what's come out this is what yeah. our album this is what our t-shirts are going to be for the next year and a half yeah. this is what everything right but then to get a full essay of of why everything is the way it is yeah. See, I wish every album came with that. I would love that personally. Wait, was that that wasn't ever released, was it? No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah, it's because it's well, it's it's. Part I wish of, it had. Well, it's part of. You it, can you know, send it to me. If I you realized want. that that this when when I'm when I'm talking to people and I lay out these terms and yeah. conditions, which are pretty harsh and uh, these the, are terrible prints. Don't yeah, be offended. Yeah, to, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> um, like when when I when I give my pitch, which is which is awful, you know. I do, you know, I, I, I'm the, re- the only reason that I'm talking to anybody about doing any of this stuff anyways, because I, I really do respect and enjoy the project on which I'm about to work. So yeah. out of respect for the artists with whom I'm collaborating, I think they owe it to at least hear what my interpretation is hmm. or what happens when I try to articulate a bit of my idea. Yeah. Um, because the other problem that I have is I don't, I, you know, I may have explained this to you before. I don't really think internally. It's all, it all has to be written down or painted or played or something. No. That's the only way I can think. I, I, I can't even, I mean, I, it, like insofar as if you showed me a picture of a menu and then took it away and I had to choose something, I, I, it just becomes a garbled mess of, uh, like, lights and colors and sounds in my head and that makes no sense i mean maybe maybe that sounds like complete garbage but well almost like synesthesia so or just a lack of internal processing it's external processing that i'm that i'm more no i didn't yeah you've not told me this before no it's it's great I don't well. know that it's great man it's <laughs> really it took me a long time to realize it and when i finally did i I now I understand why I write these essays to people and why yeah uh, why I keep these immense notebooks with to-do lists and sketches and ah. you know I have to catalog every conversation that I ever have because if I don't I won't rem- I cannot pull it back if I have a reminder of it then it's more easy for me to go back and there yeah it's it's it's, That's it's, it's very weird it's it's I don't know it's really hard for me to deal with but yeah, the, one of the only things that I that I have any sense of like linear memory with is or no the only thing I have a linear sense of memory with is shows. You name a show and a venue, give me one detail from it, I pretty much can remember that show. Wow. And it's you know that's two thousand shows in. Um, but I can't remember the history of my life 
in order. I can't tell a story and say confidently this is exactly how it happened. Um, which is frustrating to both to myself and everybody around me, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, so I tend, I tend to. Which, but then that might even explain why, not that it needs explaining, but that's interesting because then that would make me think that you saying about this um, application of the the kind of Jungian thing and 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 the hero with a thousand faces and yeah, pulling stories from all over to incorporate them together. Because yeah, I only get because I can only remember pieces of them. Yeah. And so so what will happen as I, as I'm making an image is I'll have a couple things that I've already established, you know, like or, or a couple things that I repeatedly use the female form. I repeatedly use it. Mm. Um, Do you have a muse, by the way? Like no, I I uh, I've worked with several models over the over the years, um, and. You know, it's there. There are better, better ones and worse ones. Uh, you know, I generally like to work with people that I know. Yeah. Just makes it like it's it's a little easier to to get what I need to happen. Yeah. Um, but no, n- not not really. Like the muse to me is is uh, that moment in the day where you know it strikes, mm. and whether it's listening to a piece of music or seeing. You know, a film, or you know, very, very, very frequently, it's reading. Yeah, it was all you know. It's words which are so much different than images and music, but have a musicality and an imagery to them. Yeah, uh, that that I find like the most easy source of inspiration, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably why I pull from mythology so much because I read a lot of it when I was young, mm-hmm. and I've read a lot of it since then. But my memory's shot, you know. Like my mind is a complete jungle. It's a rainforest to me, and I wouldn't. Hey, the deeper I go, the wor- you know, the sort of the worse it gets, and the more tangled and difficult and dark it seems to become. So, it's just reflections. So I, I'll, you know, for instance, like on, you know, on our cover, I was, I knew I wanted to have uh, the the woman in the lower right quadrant who's got these nails sort of like banged into her head. Yeah, which you know look there's there's you should know that every, for every image on there there's at least five explanations because I have to look at it I have I want I want vantage points to shift but the easy one there is that it's sort of a, a Christ crucifixion sort of thing yeah. you know nails crown of thorns easy right yeah so uh, and without getting too much into the theory behind that that piece uh, which had a lot to do with for specific uh, realms in the north, south, east, west, A, B, C, D, left, right, top, bottom, you know, whatever. Uh, however you want to dice it up, I had to look at, I looked at all the angles and the interrelationships, and I gave them each, just to start with, like uh, a broad sort of generalization, like like she would be the, or for instance, the upper half of the picture would be, uh, you know, more the mental, more the spiritual, more the ethereal, uh, and uh, uh, metaphoric part, and then the lower half would be, you know, the more earthy, physical, visceral, literal portion. And then then similarly, there's a left to right axis, 
uh, which you know is <clears throat> more temporal. You know, we as Western people read right or left to right. So it's you, you know without really getting into the fine points of it, it's kind of like a before and after thing. Hmm. Um, but then, then then there was the diagonals, which had to make sense with both of those conditions. And then there was, okay, well, I'll just pick four religious and or cultural um, backgrounds, and I'll just start with them, whichever makes the most sense in, in the right place. So she ended up sort of getting a little bit of the, you know, the Christian yeah. symbology surrounding her. Do you, do you read much on alchemy? Do you know much about alchemy? Yeah, I mean, I've read, I've, I've read on all of them. I don't remember, you know, that's the thing is okay. I don't remember everything, so. Because this is the thing, because it seems that with those universal themes and with you balancing them in that way, which is very Jungian, obviously, with individuation, yeah. but it's also, it's like, you, you, even if you don't remember them, you obviously do, because they're there within the subconscious. Precisely. Very that's, clearly. That's, that's, exact, that's exactly why, and that's exactly what happens, and... Uh, well, you know, one quick aside that that explains that will help explain the story is that the medium that I work in primarily, which is watercolor and ink, is very permanent. Hmm. The, you know, you don't work on top of it. You're you're essentially just working from light to dark. And only occasionally will I add something opaque that pulls it back to light. Um, and I, you know, I love living with the mistakes and the flaws and and everything like that. But anyway. I recognized that, the, you know, she had, like, a vague crown of nails, which, you know, sort of felt like a kind of mental crucifixion or something. Hmm. Um, and then it just so happened that I, uh, on the left quadrant at the bottom, I had already established that there would be these pharaoh hounds uh, surrounding that woman. And... So then I was, you know, there's, there's dogs and there. So the dog to me, like, you know, had a, had its own, had like so many. There's so many different cultural contexts of the dog. Yeah. I mean, throughout the ages, everything from you know the Egyptian dog-headed gods to you know the Looney Tunes, uh, yeah. where you know the dog's always kind of the the lecherous, lusty kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. And um, so I wanted the dogs to kind of have this leering you know, sort of, um, you know, almost, you know, yeah, like a Looney Tunes kind of thing yeah, happening. With the tongue the tongue's out, like yeah. they're panting. And there's like kind of a lustiness to them, uh, which worked because, the, you know, the, that's more of the, f the physical, earthy, you know, primal um, activity. Hmm. At the time when I was drawing, I just, you know, just for shits and giggles kind of... Um, did a search on, or, or I, I read a bit about, um, you know, the, the historical context of the crucifixion of Christ. And, you know, I was looking specifically for what kind of wood he was crucified on. Hmm. And uh, it is predominantly thought, or at least so saith Wikipedia, uh, that, that the cross was made of dogwood. There was a dogwood tree growing right outside of my window, which was in bloom at the time. So I thought, well, this is, this is a reflection of something that I've already thought of something which you know is just kind of working nicely with the uh, you know the dogs are working nicely with the image of the lady uh, and then the fact that there was dog wood trees 
with flowers and I needed the you know I needed a floral element to work in conjunction with the bees that I already knew were going to be there yeah it just lines up you know things line up like that every time I work so yeah. I let that happen and working in permanent media wondering where you're going to be able to find expression that's spontaneous that's that there's the spontaneity it's the universe yeah telling you mm -hmm. do you agree with that yeah, yeah, and like I said, we it's synchronicity to it's a point where it's like you c you can't ignore these things. I can't ignore them, and I couldn't have preconceived them. There's no way. That's amazing. And what like yeah, like man. the other That's thing, the, the other story that this sort of similar to this is when I was doing Blue Album, um, I had finished the painting and I was, I had my hands in the middle and I was ready to rip it in half, just so that I couldn't it couldn't be stitched together because I was kind of unhappy with several elements of it. The final one. Yeah. The one that got used. Yeah. Wow. And I took it and I took it out and I showed it to the rest of the guys and, and they were like, dude, that's it. That's that's so amazing. You're like, please. And I was like, yeah, I, I think I need to start over. And they're like, no, 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 no. Like, many, not just. Not how many just, hours in is this as well? It's like 200, uh, two or 300 hours in. Um, but they're like, no, 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 please don't. Not just because we want to, not just because we want to hit the deadline or the deadline that we missed, but because it's, it's, we like this, this is good. And somebody was like, oh, and that, the egg, the, you know, the sort of phallic egg thing yeah, around yeah. her neck, they're like, that's, why would you rip that? And I was like, what do you mean? Oh, yes. They're like, turn, turn it upside down. And that was the first time I saw it. Really? Uh-huh. That's awesome. I mean, genuinely, I was, uh, that was why I kept it. <laughs> because it, it was so, it, it was such a, clear yeah, phallic <laughs> image pointing towards a fertile stomach in a in a piece that that had a lot to do with fertility yeah um i was like no okay success yeah i just didn't see it i've been told yeah, yeah. that's great yeah it's interesting as well i just noticed now i didn't i hadn't noticed that there's this point with the um with the on yellow and green similarity there oh yeah yeah and is that is that's the same kind of narrative passing through? I take it. it well, no, no, no. It's 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 entirely different. It's just similar similar tools. You know, like I yeah. say, it's 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 a lexicon. I try yeah. to keep it limited to a specific set of uh, what are we using for this uh, metaphor? Like words or letters. Um, so nails get repetitive. Or nails are repeated. Yeah, they Flat, become certain they become a, Yeah, they become a personal like symbology to right. you. You have your own alphabet of symbols, right? But the nail doesn't just mean one thing. It means yeah. it means it can mean all things, and, and that's why it's true art. Yeah, because it, f there are numerous instances throughout history, mythology, and religion where the image of the nail is used. Yeah, and furthermore, to me, it's 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 a good way of using the idea of something violent without being violent hmm. you know so there's this allusion to violence or brutality or martyrdom or yeah. I don't know you name it oh man does this like this is probably just me well no it's definitely not just me but I want to know I want to know all of it do you like yeah I mean do, I, you, I, do you ever like I, is there ever a point where you go I, I I mean, as you said, you, you, if you do an album cover for a band, you will, you will give them an essay and you will explain why each of these elements is within the image. 
and what it represents, right? right? In in a, in a certain a, respect, like it, you know, like and I'll say things like people that would want to know these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sure. Have you ever considered? Like, oh, of why? course. I'm, I'm, I mean, I mean I've, I've considered it and it's been asked there's, there's, repeatedly. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a great book. Yeah, uh, I ha- the maybe maybe this is the best answer I can give. Every year I get, every year I spend away from a piece, I gain a little bit more insight, and I can tell those stories a little with a little bit more accuracy, and yeah. and I can take it a step further, and find something that I didn't even know was there because like I said it's a lot of times it's all subconscious yeah it's it's so it's so the 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 only stuff that I dislike in anything that I've done is the stuff where I've obviously thought about it beforehand and just stuck to the path you know Mm. this you know sometimes visually speaking a space needs something in it for for me it's all the space needs to be filled with everything Um, which I don't particularly love about my art but it's that's compulsion. That's how. That's the way that works. That's the way manic compulsion works. You, you have to fill the space. Yeah. Um, so I'll see. I'll see something compositionally that feels empty or dead to me, and I will put something there very quickly, and I'll you I'll like look back at it and rationalize it. Yeah. And find the way that it then integrates, and if I can't answer that question, with a little bit of digging. Then I erase it and I do something else. But then when I'm painting, like whatever happens, happens, and a lot of times new elements will just appear that that weren't present in the sketch. Yeah. And um, well, then when it becomes as surprising for you as it is for for the reveal yeah. to somebody else, then that's great. Yeah, it's awesome. But do you, is there is, are there times where you're like, why is this here? I. I it, I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course. I mean, you know, as in all things, there's yeah. there's moments where you where uh, I can't really answer the question definitively, um, and you know, one of one of the critical functions of the way that I make art is to be able to ask why. You know, ask myself why, hmm. uh, but but maybe have other people ask why as well. It's the act of questioning that's more important. Don't need to really be able to articulate the answer. You don't, I don't. It's the fact that we're asking, you know, just by the sheer act of asking means we're curious and means we're willing to go a little deeper. Yeah. Um, I don't require that of every single human being who's like, you know, buying an album that I've done a cover for or whatever, but it's there. You yeah. Know? It's there. There's definitely a few, At some point, you know, definitely. I'll probably look go back and look at all the explanations that I've given before doing a piece and then add my thoughts after the fact and I'll probably have to do it out loud and dictate it because there's no way for me to write it down it just comes out too quickly amazing yeah that's a good place to finish I think sure that was great yeah thanks man yeah of course I would love to see that purple was I mean that it was an incredible amount of research that I did for that and would you say that's your most accomplished piece for you personally? By far, by yeah. far. Yeah, I think so. You can see it, and and just hearing you say that about it, it just sounds. Yeah, I mean the way the the, I became very strict about the rules by which I'd make it, and I stuck to them as you know, as much as reality allowed me to. Um, meaning, those had they had to be images that I was physically looking at. Mm. I tried to control the light source as well as I could, even though there's you know not a very dis- it's not like it's not a Caravaggio painting, 
there's mm. not a hard shadow, but like yeah. I wanted enough realism that the fantasy didn't override the message. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's it's incredibly successful, and and for everything that's in it. Is but it also proved to me that I I, I just have to start painting. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of making lines. Well, well, I mean, that's that's going to be a whole other world of. Well, you can see I've, star- I've started yeah. to paint here. Yeah. It's the first, first attempt I made at actually painting uh, or beginning to paint these things because they're, they're just drawings with color. But the That's only underselling it a little the, bit, yes, I think. Well, but I see, yeah, okay. Like, for instance, the only, bla- the only black that I used in this cover is on the female forms and the dogs. Mm-hmm. Every other element in the entire piece though it might look black is actually it's a dark shade it's, it's colors yeah. yeah and it's all it's it it's a bigger piece than I it's bigger than any of the other album covers and it's it's how, much more fully rendered and realized how big is it as, a, as an actual piece maybe like 18 by 24 it's like maybe like a poster size yeah yeah it's it's bigger than it should be it's bigger than it would normally be than I would normally consider safe to do an, an LP alright man thank you for that yeah of course <laughs> Right, so concludes episode five of Swim Podcast. Uh, I want to thank John for taking some time out of his day to sit down and have a chat about these things. I hope you found it interesting. I was way into it anyway. Um, You can actually check out a load of his artwork online and pick up some prints and whatnot if you go to aperfectmonster.com. Also, that's his Instagram, etc. It's worth following because he makes incredible, beautiful artwork. Um, And it's also good to keep tabs on what's going on with Baroness as well because they're ace and and a truly amazing band. I've said before that I want to get more into this kind of stuff on the podcast as it it progresses um, because, you know, it's always very going to be very music focused. But at the same time, I'm really interested in art and and the esoteric side of things as well. So I kind of want to go off in those worlds a bit more so we can hopefully expect more of that on the upcoming episodes with other guests. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would subscribe on iTunes, that would be amazing. Also, if you write us a nice review, it would be much appreciated and we'll probably end up sending some good karma away, which is always good because I think everyone could probably use a bit of that. I'm not being judgmental. It's just the way it is, you know. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 'm saying all right thanks anyway cheers until next time <laughs>